The following is a hoop ball presentation. What up? What up? What up, hoop ballers? And welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS. Today, this is your Tuesday, November 9th edition. I am your host, Santino Cocon. I'll be running over this quick three-game slate here for you. Uh, we have all three of these games spread out, one starting at tip, uh, tipping off at 7.30, then 9, then 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Quick three-game hitter, some top teams in the league here, uh, all playoff contenders, playoff teams, couple championship contenders. We'll get right into it. Before I do that, I want to give a shout-out over to our guys at Manscaped.com, the number one men's below-the-waist grooming experience in all of the land. Uh, they have the perfect package 3.0 right now available for purchase and just in time for the holiday season. Uh, and you can get 20% off and free shipping. You go to manscaped.com and enter the promo code HOOPBALL20. Again, that's HOOPBALL20. And you'll get 20% off and free shipping on anything that you order from manscaped.com. All of their goodies and everything, including that for perfect package all right let's jump on to this slate uh, we have three games as i mentioned the first one tipping off uh, is milwaukee taking on the sixers in philly and the over under is pretty much the same for all three we have a 222 for this game the 222 for the middle game and the last game has 222 and a half as the over under so pretty much everything is even on uh, the, the game totals there. Uh, but for a spread, we have the Bucks as six-point road favorites. Um, the Sixers played last night, as did the Hawks. So we do not have an injury report for them uh, <clears throat> coming into tonight as of yet. But the, Haw- the, the Bucks have Dante DiVincenzo, Brooke Lopez, and Chris Middleton all out. Uh, we do know for the Sixers side of the ball, though, that Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris... Ben Simmons, definitely be out. Um, Matisse Thybul likely is out. He, he missed Monday's game. He's likely out again. Uh, Isaiah Joe also missed Monday's game. He's likely out again in health and safety protocols. Uh, he had a positive test reportedly last Thursday. Um, so those guys are likely out for the Sixers, and we'll see what happens on that back end of a back-to-back as well. We'll start with the Bucks. <clears throat> um we know Giannis, we know Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis. Uh, Bobby Portis is just a fantastic price tag at 5-4. Uh, he started the last game finally, and he got 31 minutes. He took 17 shots, put up 45 fantasy points against Washington. Uh, he's not going to have Embiid to go against in this one, so uh, he'll have Drummond, who grabs a lot of rebounds himself, but he's prone to give up a lot of buckets on the other end. Uh, Bobby Portis, now that he's surpassed that 30-minute threshold for the first time of the season— uh, with no Brook Lopez, no Middleton, we can go right back to the well. He is one of my favorite plays on the slate. Uh, Drew Holiday played 30 minutes in the last one. Didn't top 30 fantasy points, but that was his first game uh, of the year over 30 minutes. Uh, he got hurt in that that opener. Um, played 25 when he came back for a couple days. Missed more days after that. Played 20, then played 30. He also took 16 shots. At 6,400, this continues to be a super, super cheap price tag for him. Uh, with no Chris Middleton, no Brooke Lopez, no DiVincenzo. That's three guys out. I just mentioned 
Uh, Bobby Portis is 5-4. We can smash price that tag on Drew Holiday as well. Obviously, Giannis is Giannis. He put up 67 in the last one, 26 shots, played 39 minutes. Uh, again, not going to be Embiid. Going to be a little bit easier in the paint there uh, with Drummond and no Embiid and uh, no, not even Tobias Harris on him. Um, we can look to like some Giannis in this one too, but obviously the price tag is so much more expensive that if you can't get to him, Holiday and Portis make for fantastic uh, pivots, and so does Grayson Allen. A lot of shots to go around for him. Back-to-back games of over 32 fantasy points, 19 and 22 actual points. Uh, most of his shots are from three-point land. He's taken 12 in the last two games. Uh, if you if you look at a shot chart, he has double-digit shots in every game except for one, which was a massive blowout against Detroit, and he only played 21 minutes in that. About the majority of his shots are coming from distance, and against a team that's missing a lot of its starters that's a good thing and at five five one another guy we can throw into our player pool and and play there i do prefer bobby portis for only 300 more i do prefer drew holiday for um 1300 more but grayson allen has been on fire to start the year you can definitely take a look at him jordan war is another guy to potentially take a look at i only played 13 minutes in that last one though so i think he's more of a um just a flyer if you do under or 4k and under but uh, those other three guys and Giannis are, are where to look at on this side of the ball on the other side of the ball we have so much no so many people in and out uh, Danny Green made his return last night uh, from an injury hamstring injury but now it's on the back end of a back-to-back so did they even have him and uh, if they don't have him uh, what there's just not that many bodies to throw around everybody pretty much in that starting lineup played near 40 minutes Maxi, Drummond Curry Maz, they all got a ton of minutes in that last one. Uh, Danny Green had 30 in his in his return on the front end of a back-to-back. So a lot to look at here. Uh, obviously, if Drummond is a guy you're you're going to just want to look at, even though his price tag jumped all the way to 7-7, and rightfully so. He's coming off a 14.25 rebound game. Uh, he only took nine shots. Uh, you can expect a couple more shots in this one. But he played a whopping 38 minutes against New York. Probably going to play again. There's no, again, no Embiid. There's no other really center on the team um, that's going to take a substantial amount of minutes. So it's the Drummond show. And at 7-7, that's still far too cheap for um, the players that he has around him and the minutes and expected usage that he's going to get here. So love some Andre Drummond in this one. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, funny, uh, a report just came out that Doc is worried that he's going to get fatigued. Uh, So that kind of puts some hesitancy in this one. And he's been playing a ton of minutes, like a lot of minutes all year. Uh, he's averaging 35. But even on the last three games, he's played no less than 39 minutes. The game before this, 44, then 45. So he's he's just ramping up. Um, so that, that calls for some concern that he doesn't hit the price tag. But with so many guys out, um, everybody on this team looks a little bit better. Seth Curry still not even uh, 6K right now. I've been playing really well. There's just He's the number one option on the team makes sense to go there cork Maz at 4900 uh his role is just he has 72 minutes in the last two games putting up over 30 fantasy points or 29.75 last night was was the lowest he's had in uh in the last two games and then in between a game and then uh four games ago 28 fantasy points he's playing a lot a lot of minutes a lot of and he's played some power forward last night he started there actually um so he makes some sense. Gorgeous Nang, he might get the start if Danny Green can't go. And to, um, Matisse Thybulle still out. That's only 47. Danny Green's good to go at 4,200. 
uh, against a team that gives up a lot of threes, even though he doesn't take a ton of shots. He can he can definitely bring back value here. Um, he's averaging a, a rock solid amount of uh, in the last three games. Twenty one and a half points was his lowest DK output. So yeah, he's a he's another option here. This game is just very very enticing to go to with all of the bodies that are missing on here. This is where all the value is going to be a lot, or I shouldn't say all, a lot of the value is going to be had here on Philly and, and Milwaukee. Um, but I, I think MB or Drummond makes just. He's going to make the majority of lineups. He's going to be a lock and chalk for everybody. Uh, Curry, Cork Maz, Danny Green. If Danny Green doesn't play, Shake Milton becomes a lot more attractive too. He tipped 13 shots in the last one off the bench. Um, didn't didn't hit, He only hit four of them, so he didn't play great, and he didn't have the rebounds and assists that he normally would. He only played 22 minutes. Uh, but if Danny Green goes has to sit out because it's the back end of a back-to-back, Shake Milton's going to jump back right in the starting lineup and have 30 plus minutes available to him at 5-2, so it makes a lot of sense. But Cork Maz, um, if everybody is healthy that played last night, then uh, I like Danny Green, Seth Curry the most outside of Drummond uh, and Maxi. If we get more news that that fatigue thing is is just coach speak and not uh, something that he's really hitting him because he's been playing really well as, as well, even with that. And I'll head on over to the next game that starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is the Atlanta Hawks taking on the Utah Jazz. Again, the the Hawks are also on the back end of a back-to-back, so we don't have an injury report for them. Uh, but on the Jazz, we have uh, Rudy Gay as out and Elijah Hughes as questionable. The game total, again, 222. The Jazz are 7.5-point home favorites. Jump on over to the Hawks. Uh, we'll see what happens and if they rest anybody. Uh, I know John Collins was dealing with an injury, um, and he was questionable a couple games. Capella, we know his long injury injury history. Uh, Gallinari, we know about him and his injury history. Um, DeAndre Hunter, we know he's coming back for a significant amount of time missed last year. So is Cam Reddish. Uh, we'll see exactly what they do. I don't foresee anybody sitting, uh, especially in this matchup against the Jazz. Uh, but anything is possible, especially on a back-to-back uh, this early in the season and on a road trip on a back-to-back as well. Um, so we'll see exactly what happens there. But um, for right now, we'll assume that everybody is healthy. And if everybody's healthy, it kind of takes a little bit of the wind out of everybody's sails. Um, the Jazz are one of the best defenses in the league. They're giving up the seventh least amount of points in the league right now. Uh, and normally the last few years, they've been always towards the top, towards the top of that defensive rating points against. Um, their pace has picked up a little bit, but they're still playing a lot of half-court which is a tough team to want to go on, especially in a slate where you see a Giannis against a beat-up Philly team. You see all the, that value over there, and then you see this next game that um, what the Clippers and, and Blazers have, the, the rivalry they have going on against each other lately on uh, the people that are performing on the slate. So I don't want to attack fully the Hawks. I'm mostly going to leave them alone. I'll see exactly who's in, who's out. Um, but you can look at like a, a, a Cam, if everybody's in, a Cam Reddish could make some sense. Uh, I know he's been playing teen minutes in the teens lately, but that can always pop up for more. Uh, and at 3,800, it's not a bad chance to, or shot to take there. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, only 4,300. Bogdanovich, only 5,200. And that's where I'd be looking at. None of these guys have been hitting anywhere near their ceiling games lately, but 
they are some tickets to take a chance on uh, if you wanted to go in GPPs against the grain of the first game that I just mentioned, which has so much value and so much obvious value to attack there. Uh, these guys are some pivots to play in in tournaments, but not something that uh, it, it's very risky. It doesn't come out come without any risk. Um, but for the most part, I'm leaving. I'm just going to leave the Hawks alone. I'll take a couple shots here and there, but um, it's not something that I want to attack. We'll go on to the the Jazz. The Jazz are more uh, attackable. Again, the Hawks are on the back end of a back-to-back. They just played a Warriors team that went so hot. Steph go uh, nuclear and insane, um, <clears throat> and they gave up 127 points to them total. The Jazz are a little bit rested. Uh, we have Mitchell at 91. That's a rock-solid price tag. Um, he, he's he been good for over 40 points in, in four of his last five games. The only game that didn't hit 40 was 39.75, as close as you can get to 40. Uh, over 50.2 points in two of those games, too, in those last five. So he's been on the money. He's been right where value is and, and a little bit more there. Um, and this is a very, very good matchup for him. And Mike Conley's been resting in and out. Um, so we'll see. He missed Sunday. I'm assuming he's back here. Again, this is a very good matchup for him as well uh, against mostly Trey Young. 6600 not a bad price tag to go to on, on that end of the floor. Um, I would stick with Mitchell the most, possibly some Jordan Clarkson here at 5-2. If you wanted to, again, go against the grain on that first game with all that value. Um, Hassan Whiteside is guy. Um tentatively looking at even in minutes in the teens this guy has been just like the focal point pretty much and doing what Hassan Whiteside does normally in these limited minutes when he's out there he's just running grabbing rebounds and getting a lot of shot attempts Uh, last game he had nine shots in 14 minutes he also had 10 rebounds to go with that uh, in just one block shot but uh, that's 26 and a half fantasy points he's averaging on the year 20.6 fantasy points per game which is pretty much value uh, at 4,100, that is really rock solid, and only 16 minutes on the night. So if this game turns a little bit, uh, the Jazz are seven and, and a half point home favorites. Uh, if this game turns a little bit, and and Whiteside can get to higher teens, that the 19 minute range, uh, even a 20 minute range, I don't expect that. But if he can get 19 to 20 minutes, 4,100 is a very very cheap value for him uh, with the way he's playing even in those limited minutes. We know he can gobble up rebounds. You you know he doesn't shy away from shots in the paint, um, and he blocks a lot of shots. So that's a guy I would be tempted to look at uh, at center or utility if I'm I'm near the 4,100K range or 4,000 range there. Um, Outside of that, probably leaving most of it alone. I think Gobert and Capella, if they're going against each other in this one, going to be it's going to be a fun fun matchup for those two guys. Pretty pretty similar of players, but um, I'd rather just go to Mitchell for 200 more. I think the matchup is just fantastic. Or bump down to Conley um, and Clarkson. I like the guards in this in this side of the ball a lot. Um, and Mitchell makes sense if you're not going to spend up for Giannis as well. All right, going on to the last game that starts at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Portland Trailblazers traveling to... Los Angeles to take on the Clippers. Uh, again, we have a 222 and a half game total. So this is technically the highest game total of the night so far, a half a point over the other other two. And the Clippers are three and a half point home favorites on a winning streak right now. Uh, we don't have an injury report as of yet for the Blazers, but on the Clippers side of the ball, we have Kawhi Leonard, 
Marcus Morris Sr., and Jason Preston all out. I'll start with the Blazers. We'll assume they're healthy. Nothing was in um, sent in. And they're going up against a Clipper team who has the um, who's given up the sixth least points in the game or in the league. Uh, they are playing with a very slow pace right now, and they're not giving up a lot of points. Their defense has been awesome, even without Kawhi Leonard and Serge Ibaka and Marcus Morris for pretty much all year. Ibaka came back last game. This defense has been playing fantastic, uh, fantastic team defense. So looking at the Blazers, uh, don't love a Lillard. I would rather just have a Donovan Mitchell for $100 cheaper. Um, Normally, Lillard loves this matchup, but in the last in the two games that they played against the Clippers this year, he's only averaging 18.5 actual points and 29.4 fantasy points. Uh, and that 18.5 points is technically what he's pretty much averaging on the year, which is uh, insane um, to, to think about. That's exactly what he's averaging on the year. Um, you can expect to bounce back sometime soon, but as of right now, it's just not there. And I'm not going to pay that price tag for uh, Lillard, even though four, um, three of the last four games he's had over 43 points. But he's just not hitting exceeding value in a crazy fashion. Uh, when you have Donovan Mitchell right there, who has high, a little higher upside, better matchup, um, at the same price tag, I'm just not going to go with uh, Lillard there. Then you're looking at Nurkic. He had himself a very good game in the last one. 15 points, 17 rebounds against the Lakers. Um Outside of that, though, he hasn't done a ton. Uh, that was his highest point total of the year. He had three games over 40 on the year, and that that one was as high as that 46 last game. I don't expect a repeat. He's averaging only nine points per game and 30 fantasy points per game against this Clippers team. While Ibaka is back and only going to play a handful of minutes, that just that upside doesn't make it great. At a 7-4, uh, I'll pass on that one. Um, McCollum has had a little bit more success than Lillard here. He's averaging 17 points, nearly 34, 30 fantasy points on a, on a cheaper price tag here, uh, but in the two games against the Clippers, but he hasn't done great either. Uh, I would look more towards McCollum, but for the most part, I don't really want much to do with uh, this team outside in cash games. I'll take some chances in GPPs, but in cash games, there's not a whole lot to like um, on that top three. That said, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, those are two guys I would look at. I think the price tag is just very solid. Um, we know Powell can score. He had a pretty good game against them in the first time. Um, he put back 21 fantasy points, had 12 points, three boards. He only shot four of 10, but he should be getting more shots in this. Uh, the last couple games, he had 24 fantasy points against the Lakers, then 37 and 40, um, putting up over 20 actual points scored in three of his last four games. So, uh, there's there's some to like in Norman Powell to vary from that field that we mentioned on that first game. On Robert Covington, another guy, he's starting to pick up. We always know that Covington starts very slow, but uh, his last three games, 26, 28, 28 fantasy points plus, um, he's starting to play better, starting to grab some more rebounds. His stocks are coming around. Uh, looks a lot better than he did before in the first two weeks of the season, first three weeks of the season, uh, where he didn't have... He only had one game over um, 18 fantasy points. So we're liking Robert Covington here at 43. It's super cheap. I think another 20 and a half point um, outcome is, is on the horizon here for him. And that, that'll bring back value there. Um, outside of that, I'm just going to jump on over to the Clippers. 
Start with Paul George. He's the second highest priced guy on the slate, uh, right after Giannis, about a thousand dollar decrease, nine hundred. But he had himself two very good games against these Clippers, averaging nearly fifty fantasy points per game. Uh, so he's squarely in play. He's averaging twenty eight points, four boards, three and a half assists, a block, four and a half steals against this Portland team, uh, shooting forty seven percent from three and fifty two percent from the field. Those are astronomical numbers, yes, but uh, he has been crushing this team. And this is one of the games uh, where he had, this is the team where he had that eight steal game against that first time that they played. Uh, and they blew him out by 30 points, so he barely, he only played 27 minutes. Uh, when the game was closer, when it was uh, closer of a, an outcome, he played 34 minutes and dropped 42 actual points, 60 fantasy points. Uh, so the game was a bit closer in that first one. I think that 39-40 fantasy point game would have averaged him out to uh, over 55 points or 55-ish points here in that in these two matchups. So Paul George is squarely in play because of the great matchup, because of the tempo that Portland likes to play with, uh, because of their lackadaisical defense I, um, and what he's done so far against them. Another guy that's uh, in play for me, Terrence Mann, 5,100. He's been really rock solid. He's averaging 30 fantasy points against these Blazers in two games in 26 and a half minutes. Uh, that first one, he had 36.75 fantasy points. I think another 30-point game is, is is very reasonable for him, 25-plus. Uh, 25 would hit value. Anything more is is solid. Um, we know Marcus Morris isn't playing. We know Kawhi is not playing. Though Ibaka's back, that really doesn't affect him too much. Um, Hartenstein, Ibaka, Zubats. They're all out of play for me because they're going to just chop up minutes. I like the wings. I like Batum as another guy. Luke Kennard at 4,500 is another guy. I've uh, been taking a lot of shots. Um, in two games against these Blazers, he's averaging 32.8 fantasy points, nearly 33 points, uh, 10 of 18 from three. And we know that's his bread and, and butter on the year is his three-point attempts. In the last game alone against Charlotte, he took 12 total shots. 11 came from three. Uh, the, a lot of his shots are coming from three. We know Portland gives up a lot of three-pointers, and they play with a fast pace and, again, a loose defense. So um, I like going to Luke Kennard at 4,500 here as well. Uh, him, man, Batum are very solid, cheaper options if you're not going to pay up for George, which is very reasonable if you pay for him as well. Um, and that does it for this three-game slate. All right, thank you guys for joining. And before we go, I can throw out my favorite uh, tiered plays of the night. Thank for the expensive tier. Um, I mean, there, there's three guys that I'm looking at, but uh, I think Paul George is probably the best one at, at that price. Him and Giannis are similar. I think Giannis beats him, but not by too much to where that $900 is um, worth it. But on a slate like this where you have so much value also, can't fault you for trying to get Giannis in there. And you could possibly get both of them on a slate, even on a cheap slate or a small slate like this, because there is a ton of value. Uh, but I'll go with Paul George in this matchup. Third time's the charm against the Clippers. Uh, he's been crushing them so far this year. I think favorite mid-tier play, um, Drummond's just going to be a chalk. Chalk everywhere. So I will skip him at 7-7. Seven, seven, um, and I'll go right to Bobby Portis at 5,400. And... Reason why I went George a little over Giannis because I'm going to have a ton of exposure to Bobby Portis against a uh, beaten down front court of the Sixers. And knowing that Bobby Portis started the last game and got 31 minutes and is only 5,400, that is a smash play to me. Uh, throw me some Bobby Portis here. 
my favorite value play. There is a lot of them. There's just a lot of value on this slate. Um, everything under 5K, but we'll we'll throw out the last guy that I went, Luke Kennard at 4,500. He's been averaging nearly 33 fantasy points against this Blazer team in two games already, um, shooting the lights out against them. I think it'll continue. He's just He's been playing really well. Um, he's going to get a ton of minutes in this game. It's going to be fast-paced just how he likes it. There's going to be shot attempts for him to go around. Uh, Luke Kennard at 4,500 seems like a very, very good price tag for me. And that'll do it for the Tuesday's edition of Hoop Balls DFS Today. Thank you guys for joining in, and we will catch you again tomorrow. Have a good one. Peace. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.